Hello, and welcome to the For We Are Many podcast. My name is Rob, and I will be your host and comrade this evening. Uh, we should have Trisha joining us momentarily. Um, we are going to be having a guest uh, tonight. Most of you have already met her. Um, technically, I have not. Um, but we will be having Mary Gundell, uh, I believe I'm saying her last name right, um, back to discuss uh, the unionization drive at Dollar General. Um, I believe they're holding a protest in the next few days. And, uh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's give a brief, brief overview here. Um, the governor of Tennessee is uh, pushing a bill threatening felony penalties against unhoused people. I have a lot to say about this. I'll wait till we circle back. Um, the next thing is about wanting to give, if I understand it correctly, it's about wanting to give the Supreme Court justices and their associates uh, secret service protection uh, because of the Roe v. Wade leak. Uh, again, I'm sure Trisha's got a lot to say about that, too. Uh, we're going to talk about Victory Day a little bit. Um, obviously not so much, um, not so much about Putin's, you know, Victory Day, but we will be talking about Victory Day across Europe. Um, progressives across Europe, you know, mark the 77th anniversary of the victory over the Nazi regime. Um... More than $200 billion was erased from the crypto market in a day. Yeah. Uh, Trump officials in, meat in, in the meat industry blocked life-saving COVID controls, according to a new investigation. We're not surprised by this. Um, We're going to be talking about how we're, we're how we're tracking the spread of COVID now because testing is being reported differently now. Sorry. Um, I just got distracted as hell. Anyway, um, we're going to be talking about. Oh, hi. Hell, logged me in as you. Give me a second. I'm going to fix my name. I don't know. That was weird. I, I went to enter the studio and it, it was just empty. Yeah, because I'm not in the live studio. I'm in the event studio. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we're we're going to be talking about four female journalists that were murdered around the world this week. Uh, we're specifically going to focus on Shireen Abu Akwa, um, who was covering Israeli dis defense force raids and was targeted by a sniper. Um, 
We're going to be talking about the May Day pro protests in Chile. Um, there was there was a gunman. Um, and then we're going to be talking about the Grand Rapids Police Department investigating uh, vandalization of multiple city commissioners' homes. And I mean, they literally just put like, abolish the police or defund GRPD, and they're making this sound so fucking threatening. But it's so scary, the thought of no cops. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I don't care if there was a, a newspaper article, right, about Patrick Loyola uh, that had blood is on your hands um, written on it in Sharpie and rubber banded to a brick. You're lucky the brick didn't go through your window. You should take it as a friendly warning right. that it was sitting on your lawn. Right. That. Oh, hey, Mary's here. Hey. Hi, Mary. Also, Trisha, are you going to turn on your camera? <laughs> yeah. Just give me one second here. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So I hear you're organizing a rally in a few days. Yes. Uh, we are actually really super excited about it, honestly. Hold on. I was trying to join, and I wasn't sure I was going to get in so early. But I got to take my dog out. I'm going to do my dog and talk about it at the same time. Hold on. He is going crazy. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm coming. I know our girl over here, she has doggies too. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Oh crap. They're sitting right next out. to me. <laughs> Come here, Rex. Come here, Rex. Mine is laying back there. I don't know how well behaved this other dog is that's out here. And it doesn't look like that lady can control him all that well, so and my dog does not like other doggies. Um, but anyway, yeah, we are um, at the Dollar General shareholders meeting in Tennessee. We are all really super excited about it. Um, we have a lot of uh, people showing up, a lot of different organizations, step at, such as uh, Step Up Louisiana, Rise Up North Carolina. Um, we also have the More Perfect Union. Um, they're also going to be there as well as the Insider um, and a whole bunch of different wow. um, people and speakers and organizations. We have pastors. Um, we even have uh, a lawyer and some city council members from Goodlettsville and stuff that are going to be attending. Uh, so we are definitely super excited um, about the rally and everything that's going on. Um, We've currently booked over 50 hotel rooms, um, the Candlewood Suites Hotel, uh, for all of the expected people that are coming from out of state and all of that great stuff. So we're definitely like super pumped at this point. <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a lot of support. That's what's up. Uh, oh, yeah. It's definitely gained a lot of momentum and... Um, I mean, we've been planning this for, you know, basically since we knew about the shareholders meeting. So a little over a month, 
month, maybe two months. Um, but we didn't really announce doing or planning because we did not want, oh, come on, dog. We did not want Dollar General um, catching whiff, I guess you could say, um, of right. that per se, because we didn't want them to take advantage of the situation and try to flip the script and reschedule it or move it somewhere. All our efforts are, you know, basically for nothing. So we announced it, I think last week. So we've basically only given them two weeks notice <laughs> that all of these people are going to be showing up and rallying and marching and protesting at the sheriff. So I'm hoping that doing it and only giving them that much notice really won't give them enough time to really combat our efforts so Hell yeah. yeah best way to do it Steve. honestly so how <laughs> many how many stores or 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 workers uh, participated on may 2nd anyway um we had 40 stores um across the united wow. states that actually closed their doors they closed their doors shut down for business the day of may 2nd um, now that didn't include the stores like mine, however, or my old store that remained open and had protesters outside. Um, so we do not have an exact number of those stores. Um, we just got the exact number of how many actually closed their doors and protested outside. And that was 40, which I mean, when you're talking about a company as big as Dollar General that has over 17,000 stores, 40 stores doesn't really sound like a whole lot. But when you've only been organizing for a month, mm -hmm. 40 yeah. stores. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of time. So we definitely the win. And uh, we are definitely and we are definitely gaining momentum and getting more and more people every single day. I mean, now we have stores that are closing down randomly because they don't have AC. So they are protesting on their own now without me, without anybody else. They are closing down their stores and literally showing up to their shift, but putting signs on their cars and standing outside by their cars with their signs stating, refuse to work without AC. And they're just standing out there and they are showing up every single day, not opening the store, just waiting for their ACs to be fixed. And I think that's amazing. I mean, it's finally given the people the balls to stand up for themselves. And I think that's great. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Especially with this so. fucking wave that's been moving its way across the country. Like, everybody's roasting their nuts off. Fuck no. Ain't nobody working without AC. No. Right. It's That store actually is in uh, Oklahoma. So they've yeah. been dealing with you know, a lot of heat and stuff like that, too. I mean, I know, you know, some a lot of people are still scared. And a lot of people are still saying, you know, well, I can't afford to lose my job. You know, we all get that. I mean, I've been out of work now since April 1st, and I just landed a job today. But I think a lot of that had to do with my fault because I look at my career with Dollar General, and I'm becoming very picky with who and what organization or company I work for. And so I'm looking at companies a lot differently than I used to. And... I don't want to work for another Dollar General. I don't want to work for another money-hungry company that's going to treat me like crap. And so I've been kind of picky with who I decide that I want to go with and who not to. And even though I've went to interviews and I've basically gotten the job, I've almost done like 
a second thought of it and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I should just see what else is out there before I just say yes and get trapped again. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. You got to be cautious. Shit. I only Dollar General gave me some PTSD. I wouldn't doubt I it. wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Like I've got major PTSD and I'm looking at red flags like everywhere. Like every time I see a red flag, I'm like, nope, not for me. Yeah. And it sucks. But But that's like, how it gotta be though. Otherwise you're just setting yourself up to get fucked over by another employer. Right. If you ignore the red flags, you're not doing yourself any favors. Nope. No, I mean, yeah, it's a paycheck, but at the end of the day, I want to be happy with what I'm doing. And right. so I actually, um, I interviewed today. Well, it was like my second interview and tour of, um, a new company. Um, I'm not necessarily giving out that company just yet, but I can tell you that it's a nonprofit organization. Um, and with my tour today that I, that was three hours long, by the way, and it wasn't even that it was mandatory three hours long. It was literally just me and the regional manager. Um, and we just, we clicked and we were talking and we were getting to know each other. And, you know, he was telling me about their organization and what they do and all of the different things. And like, I cried, like I cried because I was just so moved and, you know, inspired as well as to everything that this organization does and the people that it helps. And even though it's less pay than what I'm used to, um, I mean, it's not as much less pay, but it is, you know, close to around 10,000 less than what I was making. Um, and close to almost $20,000 less than what I've been offered at bigger companies. Like I told my husband today, I said, you know, I think, I think this is what I want to do. I think this is where I want to go. I think this is where I want to work because I'm looking at longevity and I'm looking at the company as a whole and I'm looking at what they do and how they treat their employees. And everyone that I saw there today, I mean, there was at least 50 employees there. And like on their name badge, it says how long they've been with the company. It has their picture, it has their name, and then it says their years. And I met some people today that have been there for 30 years, 15 wow. years. 10 years. I mean, I didn't meet anyone today that has been with the company for less than five years. And they all knew. That's a good sign. Right, right. And I'm just sitting here like totally impressed and in shock. And I'm like, I definitely think that even though the pay isn't exactly what I want, this is what I want mentally. And this is what I want emotionally. And I think that this is going to be the best, for, you know, longevity, long term. Um, I think that with this organization, but make me happy regardless of the money. Curious, um, what all do you guys have planned moving forward? Or do you not want to um, put them out there and get Dollar General heads up? Uh, after the rally on the 25th, uh, we are planning something for the first week of July. Um, it's going to be in the state of Louisiana. Um, we are as a group, as a movement, as an organization. Um, we are planning on doing 
Um, probably something I'd say around about every month, like six weeks or so. Um, definitely demonstrating in the streets. I mean, we want to keep the momentum going. We want to keep showing the support and we want to keep being there for all of these workers. Um, so we are currently playing um, in Louisiana. The first, we're thinking probably the first week of July. Um, so after this demonstration on the 25th, we're going to start really digging deep and planning for that. Um, just like we have been for this um, shareholders meeting. Now, what we've got going on in the first week of July isn't going to be as secretive um, just because it's not a shareholders meeting. It's not an investors meeting, you know. So we're definitely, after this demonstration, um, going to be a lot more forthcoming um, and open about exactly what our plans are, where we're going to be, um, and all that stuff. Just that way we can invite more people um, out to meet us and you know, show support for their communities in the state of Louisiana. Oh, yeah. That's what we got planned coming up. <coughs> That's exciting. Um, obviously, you know, keeping the momentum is probably the most important part. And uh, there's no way that they can ignore you, I guess, to be blunt, at the shareholders meeting. There really isn't. Right. So yeah, what are not... what are the exactly exactly so what are what are the goals of the march are you pushing for unionization in general or wages specifically or kind of all of the above honestly all of the above uh, but mainly at the shareholders meeting we are basically there just to ensure that our voices are heard by the investors and the shareholders because. Dollar General is really big on stating that the shareholders and the investors are the most important. They're who runs the business. Well, if they're the ones who run the business, then they need to know what's going on. And apparently they do not. Right. So we want to make sure that we show up during this shareholders meeting and we are greeting them that building. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a Facebook page or... Um a website that people can go to for more information? Um, I am currently of building the website uh, as we speak for the Put in a Ticket movement. Um, but right now we do have two Facebook groups currently. Um, it's for the hashtag Put in a Ticket movement. One of them is a public group. Um, so obviously anyone can find that one and post in it and share and all of that great stuff. And then I also do have a private group. Um, which is strictly for, you know, more personal details and things like that. Um, you're a little bit more screened uh, being led into that group. So, like, we don't have reporters or journalists or anything like that, um, you know, or anyone from HR trying to sneak in. Um, so we do try to screen that one a lot more. Um, now, the public group, there is, um, there is a reporter, I know for sure, in that group as – spoken with me before, you know, she joined, um, to get my permission and things like that. And I did go over specifics with her as to, you know, what I expect from her, um, when it comes to sharing my people's information, um, and things like that. I don't want anybody harassing anyone and I don't want, um, any of my people's information shared 
unless they are okay with it. And I've been very, very strict on that from the beginning of this because a lot of people, like I said, are still scared um, of retaliation from Dollar General. And I don't need any of these people's information leaked in any, any way at all. Um, but kind of what you share in there is kind of at your own, um, cause I can't protect everything. Um, but people are, they're getting to the bear. They're, they're like, whatever. If I get fired, I get fired, you know, and we get posts every single day. If you join the group, uh, we get posts just about every single day where a new Dollar General employee is like, I just found another job. Peace out, DG. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or, you know, that that guy. mindset has really been spreading like a wildfire through retail, through for, uh, food service. That's what I do for a living. And it's about time. Right? Like retail workers and yeah. food service workers have been beaten down for 40 years at this point. And I think that all of us are just like, enough is enough. Why am I going to be abused like this and not be able to pay my rent at the end of the month? Like, what? Right. <laughs> what like, the I fuck am I working gonna... for? <laughs> During the pandemic, we were deemed essential and so important, but damn, y'all know that. Like, come on. We're so replaceable. Y'all make sure to remind us of that every single day, how replaceable we are. But just, you know, last year we were so essential and so important to you. Come on, put your money where your mouth is. Literally. Literally. It's a moment of fuck you, (laughs) baby. And fix it that day we see. And fix the issues with the shipments coming in with no fucking where to put them. (laughs) Right. They need to get their shit together. Right. And, you know, like I've said a lot of times, you know, when it comes to these, you know, retail chains and fast food workers and stuff like that, it's as if you're in a narcissistic relationship. Like, you're trapped. You you literally feel trapped. And, you know, these people, they genuinely love their job or they love what they do and they love the customer service and they take pride in everything they do. But you're just beat down constantly by the company that you almost feel like you don't deserve any better. You feel like that's the best you can do. And then they I have felt that way. It's it's funny you should say that because I completely relate to that. Yeah. And then they throw a bone, a little card stock reward for such a great job you're doing. Pat on the back and that makes you feel so good. Oh man, for for Christmas, for Christmas I got a ten dollar Amazon gift card from my boss. Oh, a ten dollar gift card. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna buy with that? Like really. And a little like summer sausage and cheese tray that you gave me. Like, I'm not fucking eating this. And I was like, I will. I like summer sausage. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was from the company too. Like, yeah. wow. that's better than what we got. We got socks. <laughs> oh man, at least man, at least I would have used socks. <laughs> no, you would not want to use these socks. Okay, I fair. Not, we not, okay, they were compression socks that absolutely sucked. And when I say they sucked, like I have little itty bitty feet, itty bitty. I have like little kid, little girl feet. Those suckers could barely fit on my feet. And they were Dollar General socks. They were black and yellow and they had DG all over them. Oh my God. That's what, what we got. 
Wow. Wow. That's insulting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. And then, and then, um, just a couple months ago, so like the month before I got terminated for everything that happened, they sent us an appreciation box for all the employees for the store. You want to know what was in it? Huh. What socks this time? What's in socks this time? It was Dollar General shirts. <sighs> Dollar General shirt that said DG Spend Well. So if you see those, those were given to us by the company as a thank you gift. Oh, and then we also got some cheap ass water bottles that look like they were probably made from Wish to have the same logo on it. DG Spend Well. She's laughing. Yes, it, it, they were like they came from Wish. Okay, <laughs> I said it. And we got some pens, some pens that you write with. Yeah, we got those too. Um, and a keychain that said DG Spend Well. So each of us got one of those. Oh, and the shirts. The shirts. How about they only sent larges all the way up to 3X? Now, let me tell you now. The majority of the people that work in my store, they're my size. They were like mediums and smalls. So you're just swimming in your gift shirt. Natalie said, not even a turkey. Yeah. Compression socks for the vainous problems employees get from standing for long hours. Shaking my head. Right. You know, that's what we thought too. They're like, well, hey, you know, they gave us compression socks to help with our feet. But they sucked. I'm telling you right now. Like, I swear, if I knew exactly where a pair of these socks were, because I still have mine, I would literally go. I, you know what? I'm going to go see if I can find one. I'll just show y'all. How <laughs> right. They could have at least got me a, some decent ones, like the copper lined, you know, that actually help. <laughs> oh, come on. I have got to have them in here. I might have packed them up. Don't mind my TV. I'm right next to it. Oh, come on. No, I don't see it. I'm telling you, they were freaking hideous. Oh, oh, oh! I found it. I found it. <laughs> you ready? I found the socks. Let's see him. Oh my God. What the fuck? These were wow. 20. And they're compression socks. Look. So when you actually put them on, like, dude, I could barely stretch these things like they're like super tight like i and can't even be compression not just cutting off all blood flow they're right. not even <laughs> right. up to your knees properly it's gonna like just squeeze off blood flow mid-calf what the fuck <laughs> that ain't <Wow>. helping buddy <laughs> fuck oh oh no these ones right here, these were from my walk the walk. Okay. I don't know if you guys seen it, but um, I posted it to Facebook a while back. I think I posted it in my groups and I rose, came to my the walk award. 
with my walk award or walk the walk award. These were the socks I was given. She gave me fucking as an award. That's lame. Yeah. That's really lame. Yeah. But the Christmas ones, they're identical to this. Only they have the walk the walk emblem just like this. And they have little like uh, Christmas. Um, what do you call those things where you kiss underneath it? The. Oh, the. Oh, fuck. Mistletoe. Yeah. Yeah. It has two little itty bitty mistletoes up in the corners. That's what we got for Christmas. <laughs> Dude, they suck. <laughs> they suck. Just, why bother? I mean, getting Sock. pulled the fuck off is better than getting some lame ass socks you're never going to fucking wear. All they're doing is basically giving you Dollar General merch. Like, okay, now go out in the public and rep us. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, these are brand new. Never wore them. They've been in my drawer for like ever, since 2020. Since I got them in 2020. Right. It, it oh, just, what's the point of keeping them? You might as well like donate them to a, a clothing drive and maybe some little kid can wear them since they're so damn small. You know? Maybe. Maybe. Honestly, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I was honestly thinking because I still have like my store manager shirts and stuff like that. Um. I was honestly going to uh, do like a video or something like that where I was burning my shirts, mm -hmm. but um, I haven't done that yet. If you do, we could totally air footage of a Dollar General bonfire of shit. That would be so Yes. Tell everybody else out there, like, start burning your shit. <laughs> yeah. let's, make this, let's make this a new hashtag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's, let's make this trend. <laughs> Burn your Dollar General shit. Yep. <laughs> Set it all ablaze. Uh, Fuck you. Not only are we not repping your shit anywhere. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Even burn the damn uniforms. Like, you better get your shit together if you want us to come back. Right. Burn all Ab of it. Absolutely. Totally agree. 100% agree. That's just audacious that, I mean, your, your bonuses and gifts and shit are all just Dollar General merch. Like, really, guys? Yeah, we don't get any special shit. We don't get a Christmas bonus. We don't get any of that stuff. I mean, the only holiday we have off is Christmas. And that's because we're closed. That's the only day we're closed. We have to work Thanksgiving and we have to work Easter. Oh, but get this. Their new pop shelf stores, they're closed on Easter. Really? Yeah. So how come nobody else is? I mean, there's so many holidays that everybody should be able to have off through the year. You know? Yeah. Fuck. I can almost guarantee you that they're going to be closed for Thanksgiving. They're going to be closed for all of these other major holidays that all these other retailers are closed for, even though Pop Shelf is Dollar General. Right. So why that those employees get those days off, but us at the regular Dollar General do not? And so I have assumed... I have assumed that it is because pop shelf stores are aimed at the wealthier customer and the nicer neighborhoods. And they said that in a news briefing themselves from their own mouth. They are for the wealthier customer. So 
being that those have a totally different demographic and they are aiming towards those customers, yeah, they're going to close down for Easter. They're going to close down for these other holidays. But then the Dollar Generals that are the original Dollar Generals that got them where they are now, that are in these horrible neighborhoods and stuff like that, oh, we have to stay open because we're less than. Right. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck all of that. Yeah. Completely. Like, no. You should be able to have some, you know, paid time off. Oh, we don't days all throughout the year. No, we don't get PTO. The only PTO we get is vacation time. Um, and you get, if you're a full-time employee, but you have to be classified in their system as a full-time employee. Okay. That's the trick. Um, after six months, you get 20 hours. Once you hit a year, you lose those 20 hours, but you get 40. So it doesn't roll over to where you get 40 plus 20. No, you, you lose the 20 if you don't take it. And a lot of employees don't even know that they have those 20 to begin with. <coughs> my assistant my assistant had worked with me for almost two years and didn't even know that she had vacation time. Wow. Yeah. I told what her I was fuck? Yeah, because I told her she, she was talking about getting ready, you know, to possibly leave the company. And I was like, well, you might want to use your vacation time before you leave. And she's like, my vacation time. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I, I have vacation time. I'm like, yeah. I was wow. like, you're an, like, you're an assistant manager. I was like, you're a full-time employee. You're classified as a full-time employee. You get 40 hours. I said, and since you've been here two years, you should get two weeks worth. Right. And she goes and she looks in the system and sure enough, she's got 80 hours of vacation time. I'd have taken them all off in a row and then been like, fuck you. Bye. I quit. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to move. So that's kind of what I'm going through right now. Um, I tried to burn out my PTO last week because my girlfriend graduated with her PhD and, um, I ended up working in the middle of the week, so I didn't have to take all of my PTO. And then this week I've been out all week because I tested positive for COVID. So yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, I'm, I'm definitely feeling better today. I haven't taken any meds today and I can talk. So that's a plus. That's a plus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the that combined is all part of uh, why we missed last week's show, actually, um, for the people that are watching. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was totally going to say something. And I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I still got I still got the brain fog going on. That's for sure. But, oh, yeah, about work. That's what it was. Vacation time. So I'm glad that I at least had a little bit of vacation time since I'm missing, you know, a whole week of work now. Right. I mean, a lot of companies, they have a vacation time that's given to you. But at the same time, you earn PTO. Like, you have certain days you can use for sick days. You have, you know what I'm saying? And Dollar General doesn't offer that. It's like, if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't been with the company you know, for six months, you know, you don't have those 20 hours, you know, if you're classified as a full-time employee. Now, it doesn't matter if you're a part-time employee and you've been working 40 hours a week or 45 or, you know, you've been working full-time hours for those six months. No, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as you are 
classified. You have to be classified in the system as a full-time employee in order to get those 20 hours after six months. And a lot of those employees don't even know they have it. That's fucked up. That just tells me they don't want people fucking using that and actually having... Of course they don't. I I mean, you know, they rely on so-called lean staffing just like everywhere else does. And that's why they don't want people taking time off because they don't have the people to do it. Nope. And they don't want to pay the people to do it because if that person actually does take those 20 hours off, then they have to bring somebody else in. Right. Or you have to have somebody else on the payroll to be able to cover that. And the problem with that is, is these stores are so understaffed to stay under payroll. You don't have the extra help to bring somebody in. For, to replace somebody for a whole 20 hours. Right. I mean, their business model is just jacked. Totally jacked. Yeah. Um, Dean, I, I know you don't know who Dean is. He's a, a person that's been involved with the, with the show since day one. But, like, he was talking about how, <coughs> you know, the shift into... Uh, neoliberal politics under Reagan is really when like MBAs were taught to it, it, exploit their employees. And um, I, I think that over time, it's just got worse and worse. And that's how we ended up where we're at. Right. Um, that being said, another like unionization news, uh, uh, the Starbucks unionization, uh, spree is spreading like a wildfire there's been uh a grand total of nine stores that attempted to unionize that didn't succeed and all of the rest have which the last count that i saw from the starbucks workers united page was 80 stores that's since what march yeah i think so yeah and that just blows my mind with the the tens of millions of dollars that Starbucks has spent fighting them, right? Starbucks is losing a lot of money in this fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I've seen uh, um, some more organizing efforts um, in Chicago. It was just reported, I think, with in this last week. Um, right, uh, I think it was Raise Up uh, in Chicago or something like that, they went and supported a whole store of workers that walked out. Hell yeah. Yeah. I know uh, Teamsters is focused on uh, taking taking the Amazon truckers. That's exciting. If Teamsters, oh. if Teamsters unionizes the Amazon truckers, it's over. <laughs> that's big. Yeah. That's, that's big. That's exciting. That's really yeah. And, and that brings me to my next question. How does it feel for you to like be involved in this like, you know, kind of mass wave of, you know, workers struggle, I guess? Honestly, I still feel like uh, you know, a lot of fun things. Um, there's so many of them. 
Still got you. Uh oh. Did we lose somebody? No, I, I hear you now. Oh, you didn't hear me this whole time? I mean, I heard you I heard you off and on. Um, but yeah, you, you kept cutting out, but I do I was hearing uh, you know, that you're talking about how uh all of these companies are coming together for this unionization push and I mean, yeah, that's every day that I, that I, you know, like scroll through Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And I see, you know, Hey, we're doing a walkout this day or, you know, Hey, we're doing our, we're about to vote on a union, you know? And it's, it's literally every day. There's, there's something right. like five years ago, I would have thought that was impossible. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I hope it's a, a sign of good things to come because we've had like 50 years of employers just exploiting the hell out of us. And now it's time to, instead of us being thankful for having a job, uh, it's time for them to be thankful to have employees. Right. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Um, like I've told a lot of people, you know, in my movement and just trying to organize um, across the United States is we have the power. We do. They don't right. have the, they have the money. That's it. Right. But without us, they have nothing. And like, that's a fucking of, business. Right. That's where a lot of people don't understand. Like, do you honestly think that if we literally walked out of these buildings, all 17,000 stores, do you honestly think that the CEO himself is going to come down and try to run one of these bitches? The answer is no. No. At that point in time, they're going to have to give in and they're going to have to give us what the fuck we want. They need to realize. Exactly. Who is running the business for them? It's not them. It's us. Always has been. And until these corporations understand and realize that, nothing's going to change. Right. Guarantee you none of those pencil pushers would even know how to run the fucking register, let alone how to do stock or any other fucking shit. No. Yeah. I, I can guarantee that one can guarantee that one um but i can't announce something working on i don't really give a damn if dollar general hears this or knows about it because i'm sure they're going to hear and know about it sooner or later um with our unionization efforts we are going about this all different ways um we are i personally and my assistant crystal we are working with acorn international and we are working on building our own nonprofit organization um, for general workers across the United States, um, in which it will also help protect store managers who, salaried store managers who are within our organization. Um, but at the same time, 
um, there are certain areas and states, um, those I will not mention, but we are working to actually unionize uh, those certain states or areas with a specific union. Um, and we're going about it a lot differently um, because we know that um, after seeing what happened in, you know, Cincinnati or not Cincinnati, it was uh, Connecticut um, and a few other instances where they literally closed down stores after the union was voted in, uh, um, stating that the store is no longer profitable. <laughs> closed down stores once the union was recognized. Doing that, um, we are actually unionizing 10 stores at a time and then filing with the NLRB. So you're either going to oh, recognize yeah. this union in those 10 locations in that state, or you're going to have to close 10 stores, mm -hmm. not just one. Right. So well, and I mean, the way... they, they should be investigated by the National uh, Labor Relations Board um, for, you know, cutbacks like that. In most countries, even, you know, our closest Canada, our closest Canada, closest neighbor, Canada, um, that wouldn't even be legal. But see, that's the thing too, is, okay, you might be able to get away with closing one store saying it's non-profitable, as recognized, but let's see you try to explain 10. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So you're going to explain that one to the NLRB. 10 right. stores are non-profitable that were just recognized by a union. Right. So I really think that doing it that way, um, Dollar General is going to be stuck in a pickle and they're going to have to make some tough decisions or face the consequences. Right. Yeah. Given like in any decent sized city, you're going to find at least 10 fucking Dollar Generals. Start going through one city at a time. Yeah. Everybody here, unite. <laughs> Let's My hope it. is that, you know, when you do your first batch of 10, the, the next time it's not necessarily a batch of 10. It's, you know, 30, 40, mm -hmm. 50. Yeah. I mean, look at the way, look at the way that Starbucks took off. It started right. with three stores in Buffalo. And then about a week later, there was one store in Arizona and now it's over 80. Right. That. It's like a wildfire. Yeah, and we're kind of hoping that that's the way this is going to take off because, like I said, we know a lot of people are still scared. And, you know, even with the Cincinnati, I keep wanting to say Cincinnati, Connecticut issue where they close down stores, you know, people are scared of that too. They're afraid that if they do vote for a union, they're still going to lose their job because the store is going to close because that's what Dollar General does. Um, so we're hoping that once we're able to get through and actually file, you know, to recognize a union within 10 locations and that is successful, other people will see it can be done and it'll kind of make them not so afraid anymore mm -hmm. because they'll realize just like with Starbucks, you know, Hey, these stores, just all three of these just unionize, like it can be done. Right. So, Right. And that's what everybody's afraid of is it has never been done. So once we're able to actually do that and we get it done, what's to stop you like now? What you right. Yeah. You're showing so, others. Look, here's how you right. do this. Right. 
Hell yeah. That's Setting a legal precedent. <laughs> right. So that's what we're working on, and that's what uh, is going on a little bit behind the scenes. Um, but uh, right now, we're just mainly focused on the rally on the 25th and getting all that stuff put together. Um, we have a lot of speakers um, that are going to be there. We even have some Amazon workers that are going to be there speaking, Walmart workers that are going to yes. be there. Yes. Um, we've got a pastor that's going to be speaking. We have a customer um, that is going to be speaking as well. And then we also have the 20, we have one of the 2022 uh, Circle of Excellence Award winners from Dollar General, who just got to meet Todd Bezos last week. She is going to be speaking at the rally as well. Hello. Nice. So, uh, have you have you put together like a press release or anything? Um, um, <coughs> we have not really put together a press release so much, um, but it is um, out. There is an article that was published by the Progressive. Um, that did announce um, our rally on the 25th. Um, if I knew how to, I would like copy and paste it and put it in your thread. Um, that way you guys could see it. But that's really the only press release that we have released um, as of now. Um, like it, it basically states like where we're going to be, where we're starting, which we're starting in KE Park um, in Goodlettsville, Tennessee at 7, 730 in the morning. Um, oh, wow. and Yes, we're going to be rallying there first thing in the morning. Um, I will be speaking um, as well as Kenya is with uh, Step Up Louisiana. She's a. Um, we will be speaking at Pay. We are going to be marching over to the shareholder meeting, and then we will also have speakers outside the shareholder meeting. Um, and then we. Oh, I did also didn't mention we also have a band, a, a percussion band coming up from New Orleans. Um, so they are Hell going yeah. to be creating lots of noise and music and all that great stuff while we're marching through Goodlettsville and outside of the shareholders meet. Um, and then obviously, you know, we're going to have a podium set up and speakers and all of that great stuff. Um, and then we also have a few people that are actually going to be inside of the shareholder meeting. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, if you happen to take any footage and you know want to share it with us, we'll be happy to. Oh, going to be lots of footage, lots of footage. I always go live at our protest, so I will be live on my TikTok. Um, I'm probably going to see if I can have um, my assistant go live on Facebook, so we are on both of those platforms. Um, but like I said, we also have um, media that's coming out. We do have the Insider. We do have. Uh, the More Perfect Union, uh, they're going to be out there filming, doing documentary um, filming, and they're also going to be taking interviews uh, from employees awesome. and things like that that are out there. And we are expecting some local news crews um, that are planning on coming out as well and doing uh, stuff like that. Now, whether or not it's going to be like live and all that great stuff, we're not exactly sure. Um, but uh, Goodlettsville is aware that we are coming. They are absolutely aware. Uh, we have permits. Like I said, we have the city council um, that has approved us being there. They said they're not going to get in our way. They're not going to bother us. The police already know that we're coming um, and all of that great stuff. So we're definitely like super, super stoked. Good. Good. Like I, yeah, I, I hope that the turnout is massive and it sounds like it is going to be a good turnout. So, um, right. Oh yeah. Well, we're already, well, we're 
the just from the people that we know for sure are coming that we've booked hotels for. I mean, they're on buses they're coming from Louisiana. They're coming from North Carolina. I mean, we've got busloads of people, and we've already estimated minimum two hundred people are going are coming from like out of state and things like that um, to the rally. So that's not including you know the few that I have driving from West Virginia and the few that I have driving by car you know, from, you know, Tennessee and then the few, the crowd in Goodlettsville that actually live there or Nashville that heard about it and are going to be attending. So, you know, we're definitely, I mean, 200 people is, you know, quite a few people if you think about it when it comes to rallying outside of, you know, town hall and, you know, all that stuff. And then obviously we're going to be gathering attention and people are going to be wanting to talk to us and figure out what the hell is going on, you know, so. Yeah. 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 Super excited. We're super stoked and everyone is invited. So awesome. <laughs> but I am going to go ahead and jump off here so I can spend a little bit of time with my hubby before we decide to crash for the night. But I did want to jump on. I remembered um, talking to you um, and one of your co-hosts, I believe, earlier to, earlier this week, and I told her, I was like, I'll try to jump on, so that way I can give you guys some updates, because she was telling me, she's like, oh, we want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was super excited when Vicky said that uh, that you were going to be coming back on tonight. Oh, well, thank you. Thank I was super excited to talk to you guys about it, too. Like, uh, I've been telling everybody I know, I'm just super excited, but I never would that it would have gotten this big and we would have gotten so much support. I'm just I'm super humbled and appre- appreciative, you know, to everyone who's reached out and everyone who's supportive. And I thank you guys so much. Every- so. Anytime. I hope to see this, you know, explode just like Amazon right. and Starbucks are right now. Right. That's the well, thing, like, that what you're doing is really resonating with people. That's why it's snowballing so fucking fast and it's beautiful. This is what we need to see more of happening across all of labor. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's time for the workers to, st- to stand up and stand together and demand what the fuck they want. And if not, then these businesses need to close their doors until we get what we want. Yes. Period. Hell 100%. Yeah. These people deserve a pay that can actually pay their damn bills. They deserve it. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like my daughter, she just got a job and you know, her <coughs> and fifty an hour, and I'm just sitting here and it's part time. They're not even offering her full time. Oh my god! And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking. I mean, I don't want to say what company it is, but it's a huge company. It's a huge company, and I'm sitting here like, thank God my daughter is seventeen and she's not living on her own, because if she was, she'd be in massive trouble. Like, there's no way she could afford to live on ten fifty an hour part time. No. Yeah. Ain't happening. No. Rent's skyrocketing. Gas is through the roof. Uh, food prices are outrageous. I, I mean, never- I make I make considerably more than ten fifty an hour, and I still fucking live paycheck to paycheck. Right. Sometimes right. less than paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes right. I have to DoorDash on the side to make ends meet. Yeah, right. that's what my husband do too. I mean, my husband he works for a really good company, and he makes decent money. And, you know, even though I've been out of work this time, I've been lifting every day, but I've been bringing in the same exact amount that I've been bringing, that I was bringing in weekly from Dollar General. He was out door dashing today on his day off. I mean, that's ridiculous. We have two working adults in this house and we, you know, we work six days a week 
you know, and I mean, you know, like I said, he makes decent money. I mean, he makes 20, 20 bucks an hour, a little over 20 bucks an hour. And, and it's like, really, even at that pay, like, we're still living paycheck to paycheck. We're still struggling. We still, but yeah, we still don't qualify for food stamps. Like, I, I just don't get this. Like, I was at the other day and my loves chicken nuggets. Mama went to go and look at these chicken nuggets. How about a fucking bag of Tyson chicken nuggets with $17 at the Winn-Dixie? $17 for a bag of chicken what? nuggets. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. Yeah. That wouldn't even last my son. What the fuck? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I've, I've got to do some research. So I did some research and I was looking at... Um, like the DCSS website for like food stamps and how to qualify, what the income guidelines are and stuff like that. Please answer me this, Batman. Going up. Prices of gas are outrageous. People can barely make it work. Food is outrageous. Like people are hungry right now. But the right. income DSS to qualify for food stamps has not gone up. Why? Because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Like, technically, we should qualify for food stamps right now. Like, my grocery bill went from $100 and $150 a week up to, like, $3,350 a week. I have three children. Right. And it's about to be summer. They're going to be home all day, not eating school. Right. Like, dude, they're about to kill me. And I am not going to let my kids go hungry. So I am honestly on the verge. Like, I am waiting. I've been waiting every day to see on the news where these people are literally getting desperate and they're going into these stores and they are jacking food from these people. I am waiting for it. I am waiting because I can guarantee you that people in this country are not going to allow their kids to starve. They're not. No. And I'm surprised, super surprised right now with this formula short of craziness going on that that hasn't already happened when it comes to formula. Right. Three companies control the formula supply in this country, by the way. Really? Yep. Three. And they're fucking up. Mm-hmm. I see. Because I'm seeing pictures from Mexico where they're full. I'm seeing mm-hmm. pictures from where they're full. What about us? Right. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like America's supposed to be such a great country, but they're starving. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, you, it's not like you can just. Not all mothers can breastfeed, right? No. And it's not like you can just use cow milk. In the old days, they would use goat milk as a substitute because it's much closer in you know the nutrient makeup, but. How many of your neighbors have a goat that you can go milk? Right. That. Right. Right. I mean, I would have to probably go to Plant City if I had a baby. I would probably have to go to Plant City and drive around Plant City because that's more of the country around here because I'm in Tampa. I'm in a big city. And I would probably be driving around there looking for somebody with a goat. And I would be begging on their, I would be banging on their door crying. Like, can I please have your goat's milk? This is America. That is crazy. Yeah. 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 And it really worries me where it's going to go from here. 
You know, actually, I'm I'm looking through my like topics for tonight, and I didn't even put the formula shortage in there. So I'm actually really glad that you brought it up. Well, I mean, I brought it up because one, like I'm, you know, I don't have a baby. I don't. And I really wasn't even paying attention to it. I mean, yeah, I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, but someone really close to me, she's a really young mother. She's like 22 and she's pregnant with a third child. And her second born is like eight months old. And she had reached out or no, she had posted on Facebook about how she couldn't find any formula, you know, this, that, and the other, whatever. And so I commented back and I said, what kind of formula are you looking for? And she lives like two hours from me. And uh, she told me it's the Gentle Ease Infamil because her son, he's like lactose or whatever. He has problems digesting stuff. So, and that's the only thing he can, he can eat. And I'm like, okay. So I started looking. Couldn't find it anywhere. Nowhere. And she like literally took a picture of her formula can and had half a scoop left. And she's like, I'm going to have to try to give him this bottle. And I'm on the phone with her and I hear this band. She's like, I'm going to have to try to give him this half a bottle and see if that's for him. But I don't have any more to get through the night. So if he wakes up in the middle of the night, like I'm fucked. And so I'm over here frantically calling around. I, you know, I'm calling CVS. I'm calling Walgreens. I'm calling places I never even thought of, or, you know, for formula, seeing if they have right. any. And the sad part about it is, too, is we did find them. We found some at a Walmart. Okay. We found some at a Walmart that were close to her. Um, but they were the sick, the the $40 cans. Now, mind you, she's 22. She's on WIC. Her WIC checks only cover the small cans. Oh, so my she God. Have, she did not have money to buy the big can. That was the only thing they had. They had five of them left. That was it. I sent her money and I'll like, go get that can. Right. So, I mean, yeah, she has, we can't use them because they're not for the right size and they won't honor it. And so, and she didn't have the money to buy it. And her son's over here starving. And I'm just like, no, like, here you go. Here is, I think it was, I sent her like 45 bucks. I'm like, here, that should be enough to cover the formula and the tax, you know, whatever to get that can. At least you'll, you know, you'll have that for now. And then, you know, we'll try to figure out how to get you some more. But that's when I really started noticing how bad this really is. Like, yeah. It's just sad. And then they want to talk about this Roe versus Wade and try to make women have babies. And, like, you are doing this at the wrong time. For real. Are you crazy? Not that there would ever be a good time for that. But, you know, like, really going to do that while the right. cost is <laughs> skyrocketing and nobody can find formula? Really? Yeah. Like if, like if you're going to even try to make the make a good, not a good case, but if you're even going to try to make a good argument, this is not the time to try to make that argument. Like at all. Like this is the worst possible time. I hope that when the draft is officially released. Right. When the opinion is officially published. Right. Because right now it's it's leaked. We know what it is. We know they have the votes. We know right. their arguments. Right. Right. But when that becomes official, if women aren't out in the street. Well, I mean, not just women. I mean, I think that we have to show out in the streets, too. But the point is women are women should be out in the streets in every city in this country. Like right. there is no way that we can allow that level of 
I don't even know what to call it. Archaic, draconian, fucking trash. That's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> like tip of the iceberg. That's. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm not sure when it's gonna happen, but I know that Trisha is working on putting together a a round table of women to discuss the Roe v. Wade issue in yeah. further detail. If you and want to join us for that. Then, uh, oh, that'd be great. I'd love to hear that. Hell yeah. I'll send you I'd a friend love, request. I'd love and to. if you want, I'll add you to the Roe round table chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I do got to say, you know, I, I totally agree with women having rights over their own bodies. I agree with every single person in the world having rights over their own body, whether you are a woman, a man, a trans, whoever the hell you are, nobody can tell you what the hell to do with your body. Right. You However, own you. I, right, right. <laughs> However, like, I see all different sides. So I do see some of the men's side that have across my TikTok. I don't even know how the hell I got on that side, but I got on the dark side of TikTok with the men. And, <laughs> You have my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about it. And, you know, so I kind of see their side, too, to where they're like, well, you know, what if I, you know, what if I am the father and I want the baby, but my wife doesn't, you know, like, how could we settle that? Or why is it okay for a woman to say, no, I don't want it, but the man can't. And it's mine, too, if we're trying to say, if we're trying to say that life begins at fertilization, you know, why doesn't the man have any say? Why can't he decide he wants to be a single father and the woman, you know, do whatever as long as he pays for everything. I know, I know pregnancy is a woman thing and I know it's medical bills and I know it's health risks and I know all of that stuff. However, I do know that women will have babies even though a man doesn't want it and she decides to be a single mother, no problem. But then that man gets put on child support. It's kind of goes ways, so it's really a tricky situation. Like I see both sides. I was wondering what angle you were going for, and I actually kind of, I, I kind of get what you're saying about the child support portion of that because that whole system needs to be thrown away and let's let's start from scratch because right. it is it it's is fun too. Because there are fathers out there that don't want to be fathers, but they're put on child support, and it's not so easy for for a man to sign over his rights. You know what, you know, legally, man to sign over his rights, it's not so easy. Like, my ex, who three children, our previous marriage, like, I have to be married and with my husband for two years. My husband has to legally want to adopt them, all three of them. Um, and my children, because they're teenagers, they have to approve of it. Yeah. So, it's not so easy for my ex to say, well, I didn't want to be a father to begin with. But guess what? My ex now owes $14,000 in child support. Back child support. And all you that is is saying? a risk of jail for him and who the fuck can pay child support from jail? That's right. where I have a problem with it of like, why are we using punitive measures instead of being like, okay, if you are, you know, in this situation where you have to pay child support, how about we give you some tools to put in your fucking tool belt? How about we get you some more education to increase your fucking skill set so that way you can get into a higher paying job and be able to afford to pay for your kids without right. losing your entire ass? Right. Um, 
you know. In the state of I Georgia, mean. in the state of Georgia, where our divorce was settled and where the whole child support case was put up, you know, they t- they take fifty percent of his paycheck, fifty percent to pay the wow. back child. Now try to imagine being that person in today's age where you are working your ass can't even make it as it is. And then 50% of your paycheck is cut just to pay child support for kids that you didn't even want to begin with man or woman. There should be a legal cap on how much of your paycheck they can take. I mean, yes, are kids expensive? Yeah. Do single moms need that fucking help? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, (laughs) There is also a factor too that that just popped in my head that has to come into play too. If if you really really are hard set of you don't want kids, it's really fucking easy for a man to go get the outpatient surgery, very minor surgery, minimally invasive, to go get your fucking shit snipped. Yeah, real easy. But they put a million fucking brick walls in our way where we can't fucking go get, you know, even a partial hysterectomy or anything because they'll be like, well, if you don't already have a fucking litter of kids, then you might change your mind. You might want kids in the future. Hell, you might marry somebody that wants kids. What are you going to do then? And it's like, wow. So this imaginary fucking future husband that exists only in your mind, not mine, has more rights over my body than I do. What the fuck? You know, but they're, they're literally right now, the shit they're doing is pushing those of us who don't want kids to the point of like, I'm sorry, but unless you can show me paperwork proving that you've had a vasectomy, don't know what to tell you. You ain't bringing your dick near me. Because, right. you know, when you can still get pregnant on birth control, it's like, I mean, what the fuck? Nothing is 100%. You can be using hormonal birth control and condoms and still get pregnant. Yep. Yep. All of those things. The whole system is just totally jacked. Mm -hmm. Totally jacked. Like, if you're going to make it to where women are forced to have babies, then why don't you make it to where people have rights to give up the rights to their kids willingly because they don't want them. You know, like the man or a woman even (coughs) on it. Or, you know, like something. Something needs to change. You can't just throw people in jail who owe child support and never wanted the kid to begin with. Like, that doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything for the kid. And all it does is cost taxpayers money anyways. Right. It's more expensive to throw them in jail. We spend around $65,000 per person average to jail people a year. That's more than what most people earn in a fucking year. So why are we spending that to jail people instead of to provide for those kids? I mean, hell, absolutely even right. If- absolutely right. Like it's just totally bad reevaluated. All the fucking way around. Yeah. 100%. All the fucking way around. And even okay, like when it comes to the abortion issue, you know, um for so many years, you know, there's been some really like hardcore feminists who, you know, myself included have told men, you don't have a uterus, please sit the fuck down. But I I do have to take a moment to acknowledge that there are ways in which this does affect men. And one of them being, what if you're in the position of you're pregnant with a baby that you guys do want? 
and you find out that there is something wrong. The baby's organs aren't developing or anything along those lines where it is not a viable pregnancy and you can't even make the choice, you know, to save the life of the mother. Yeah, you, you know, you're, you're fucked and stuck. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of these posts coming from men who were like, wait a fucking minute. Like my wife would have died if we hadn't had the ability to choose to get this abortion that neither of us fucking wanted, but it was either that, or my wife would have ended up with septic uterus and she would have died too. Right. You know, um, and, and, like, and some of these mothers too, you got to think and consider like some of them have kids at home. So it's like, you know, yes, I want the baby. Yes, my husband wants the baby. But I can't live having the baby. Like, if I have this baby, I'm going to die, which means it's going to leave my current children and my current husband without a mother. And the baby's going to die anyway. What does that solve? It doesn't fucking solve anything. It doesn't help anybody. It's a thing. People don't realize that there's so many situations where access to a DNC or even just the pill to help. Like if, if you've miscarried and your baby is, or your body is not expelling the fetus, then, you know, your, your choices are to fucking sit there and die. Right. No, you shouldn't have access to a DNC or the pill to help your body expel the fetus. Right. And you, if you're so pro-life, then you should be pro-life for the mother in these emergency situations. Right. Right. Yeah. If we're pro-life, then let's talk about the current life, the current one who's breathing, the current one who's living, not right. the one who hasn't developed yet and that is possibly going to kill the mother. Like ectopic pregnancy, there's no cure for that. No cure. Like None. you cannot None. live. You cannot survive having an ectopic pregnancy. And to right. hear these people, like I've seen, I've seen in a couple of like these court hearings and stuff like that, to where these men are over here asking these state representatives and stuff like that. Well, why is you know an ectopic uh, pregnancy? Why is their life not important? And you know why is you know it's this? like because it's never going to be a person. It can't, right. it can't, it has no potential for it. I've literally Why seen there? some motherfuckers ask, well, can't you just take it off the fallopian tube and put it in the uterus? No, you dumb shit. That's right. a, like, that's not how it's anything works. You have a block? <laughs> you can't re-implant it somewhere else. <laughs> like, fuck. You know, and even, that's a huge risk. Like, even if you have a ligation done then you're still at high risk for ectopic pregnancy. Right. Sorry, I'm trying to plug my phone in so it don't die. Right on. No worries. I didn't want to be rude and just keep talking and then my phone die and y'all be like, what the hell happened to that bitch? <laughs> rude. Fuck <Rude>. it. <laughs> but... It, it's one of those things that, like, this problem is so fucking multifaceted. We definitely need to be having these conversations. Um, no, my love, it would die at a point where I just said something that was probably really controversial. And people are just like, this bitch did not just say that and then just say, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? 
that is my life. All right. But yeah, so definitely it, it's a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm so, you know, pro-choice. I am pro-choice. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-mother. I'm pro, you know, if it's going to cause you to die, then that's the life we need to worry about. Right. You know, I mean, I could be pregnant right now. And, you know, I mean, obviously I would want to keep it. I, I'm, I've just always been that way. Um, but if something were to medically be wrong with me to where I could not carry that pregnancy or my life would be in jeopardy, like I would have to make that tough decision and it would kill me to make that decision. But I have to think about myself for my children that are already here. Right. And I don't think that the courts and all these people really get that. Like, it's not like women are literally going out and spreading their legs and being whores and being like, oh, well, you know what? We always got abortion to take care of that. That's not the case. Okay? Like, women are not using abortion as a contraceptive or uh, get out of jail free card or whatever you want to call it. I mean, they're using it for important purposes, you know, mainly emergencies, right? If your birth control failed, or if we're talking about a case of rape, especially incest, look at how many little kids these fucking backwards ass states have made give birth to rape babies, little kids who are still babies themselves. I don't care if you're 11, 12 years old and shit, you are still a baby yourself. No fucking bureaucrat should be able to force you to have your body further violated. I don't give a fuck. Nope. I totally agree. And, you know, I was a young mom. I, I'm not going to lie. I had my daughter at 16 years old. I did. I had my daughter at 16. I had my son at 18. And my next son I had at like 20. Um, but the whole point of that was, is when I was 16 years old, I mean, I had the choice. I had the choice. My mother supported me 100% and told me whatever I wanted to do. She wouldn't judge me. And I decided, you know, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep it and I'm going to have it. Whether the father wants to be in the life or not, I really don't care. I'm going to take care of it. I mean, I did this. I'm taking responsibility and I'm going to do what I have to do. And so I did. And I couldn't imagine my daughter's 17 now. I couldn't imagine if I would have decided differently just because I, you know, for no reason. I mean, you know, I mean, I get that some women do do that because they weren't ready or, you know, they're a teen mom or, you know, something like that. I mean, I'm not going to judge you for it. I mean, everyone is, I just took it as honestly, my daughter saved my life because I was in a really dark place at that time. And if it wasn't for her, I, and me actually having to grow up and have that responsibility, I couldn't have promised that I would be a good person right now. I, I can't promise I wouldn't be in jail or strung out on drugs or anything like that. Because once I got pregnant with her, my entire life changed. The partying stopped. I mean, I was not all that great. I mean, I, just to be honest with you, when I was 15 years old, I was dealing drugs. I was stealing cars. I was snorting cocaine. I was the total epitome of a badass and just didn't give a fuck what anybody had to say. And as soon as I got pregnant with her, everything changed. I quit doing the drugs. I quit selling the drugs. I quit stealing cars. I was just like, no, she deserves better than that. And so without her and without that happening, I couldn't say where I'd be. 
So if anything, I thank her. And I remind her all the time, like, you saved my life because without you, <laughs> probably right now or really drugged out. Um, but I mean, that's not the same case for everybody. And I respect that. Right. Hell, there's even situations where, okay, like one friend of mine um, was 16 when she had her oldest and, um, you know, a couple of years later had another baby, um, got pregnant again, like a year later, needed to have an abortion because at that point in time, she could not handle another infant to take care of. But once she was able to, like, she absolutely wanted to have more kids. She had four more. Right. It just was a matter of timing of, you know, the situation that she was living in at that point in time was not conducive to a third infant or rather a toddler and two infants. But, you know, still like it, it's, it's hectic. It, and it's a thing. A lot of these legislators want to put qualifiers on there of like, oh, well, we'll okay if it, it, it we'll okay it if it's under these circumstances or those circumstances. And it's like, Dude, I, I don't care whatever it is. Okay, that's not an easy fucking decision to make. And whatever the person who's pregnant, whatever their fucking reasoning is, it is clearly strong enough to have brought them to that point of going, this is the only realistic choice I can make. And that is not for any fucking buddy else to judge. You know, like whatever their reason, it is valid. It is fucking valid, whether it's life, whether it's health, whether it's that they already got multiple kids to feed, whatever the case may be, this, this is, you know, one of those last options that anybody considers. It's not a frivolous fucking thing. No. Ever. Ever. And, and they I, want to treat it like it is. That's what they don't get. I think they think that this is like... Or the very first thing a woman thinks of when she's pregnant is just like, oh, well, I'll just go get rid of it tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't think they understand the emotion that goes through that and how hard of a decision that actually is for a woman to go through, whether they wanted the child or not. It's not an easy decision. It's just not. And when you're a rape victim or you're a victim of molestation or incest, like, I can only imagine how hard that decision has got to be, too. Like, even though it is a product of something so horrible, it's it's still a really, really tough decision to make, regardless. And they just act like it's something so easy for us women to just be like, oh, psh. Right. And it's not. It's one of those things of, like, especially in a case like that of, if you got pregnant because of a rape, then you're literally deciding between, okay, do I incubate this fetus and torture myself on the daily that every time I'm reminded that I'm pregnant, I'm reminded of the rape because that's how PTSD works is you literally are reliving the shit in your fucking head every time it fucking hits your thoughts, you know, that's fucking torture. Who do these fucking crusty old white men let's be honest crusty wealthy old white men think the fuck they are to tell anybody yeah you have to endure this fucking trauma uh to you know be forced to give birth it's not okay no not okay, Never okay. and you know um also, i can't even believe we're talking about this i can't even believe we're 
having this discussion. Like, same. I never thought I would see the day that they would even consider repealing Roe. You know, like, oh no, that's just a really fringe, extreme right wing fucking thing that'll never fucking get enough support. Well, it is, but the extreme right wing fringe holds the court. That's the problem. That's the fucking problem. We have a literal fucking rapist and a couple other fucking sexual predators of different sorts. In the yeah, the fact that Brett Kavanaugh got the confirmation still blows my mind. It's been, what, like three years? It still blows my mind. Yeah. Like, really? Really? How did this fucking epic piece of shit manage to land that? Oh, wait, because he was anointed to that position by another misogynistic epic piece of shit rapist. Fucking sad. The orange one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The orange one. El Presidente Anaranjado. Fuck. It makes me want to scream. It really makes me want to scream. Because even that action of like literally forcing the rest of us to accept Kavanaugh in our Supreme Court is an act of proverbial rape of our fucking rights. But the majority of this population supports keeping abortion rights. One person, one vote, fuck the bullshit. This, this shouldn't even be up for consideration when we already know that the majority of the population supports. Right. Right. Like it's, it's insane. Like America is literally a cesspool at this point. Like I used to be so proud to be an American as I was growing up as a, as a kid. Like everybody wants to be American. Everyone wants to come here. This country's so amazing. The American dream. And as I've gotten older, I'm just like, and now, like even now, like now is the worst I think I've ever seen this country in my life. And I'm just over here looking at all this and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's reality hitting because that bullshit of American exceptionalism that we all got mind fucked with in school is just that bullshit. It's all a fucking lie. As George Carlin says, they call it the American dream because the only fucking way you're going to believe it is if you're asleep. It's not real. It's right. really funny that I put that in the comments and then put it oh, on no the shit. screen as you, as you said it. <laughs> right there with you, man. <laughs> like, fuck. But I mean, um, like my TikTok and stuff and I'll scroll and I've gone to that side too, to, you know, hey, and all these other sides that where they're talking about what they think about America and they're just telling us all these great things. They have free health care, you know, like they don't pay for health care, you know, they, yeah. they get college, you know, they don't have to pay for that either. And, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck makes America so great again? And there's. Worried about, you know, like with 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, I'm going to go there. With 90 Day Fiance. So worried about those people using Americans to get into this fucking country. Why? Why? Why would you want to come here? I know because, if I didn't live here and I wasn't right forced to fucking live to here, I damn sure would not want to come here. Fair. Fair. The right wing has to have a scapegoat. And for a very long time, that scapegoat has been immigrants. 
unless they're white, then the, it's open your doors. Like, oh yeah, like like the Ukrainians like, flooding. Yes, let's <laughs> let's bring all these Ukrainian kids and families over here because we've got to save you know them from the war going on. But if it's brown people coming north from South and Central America, then this stupid fucking bitch that we have sitting in the VP seat is like, no, don't come here, go home. And it's like, wait a minute. Why are you towing a white supremacist line? You're not white. What are you doing, bitch? Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, and I mean, if, if we're going to like talk about the supposed values of this nation, what does the Statue of Liberty say? Give me your tired, huddled masses. I don't remember the whole thing, but the, the point is... We're hungry, yes. It, it, exactly. And then we lock kids in cages at the border instead. It just... Right. right. Yeah, every, everything that I thought was true about this country turned out to be... Bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. Bullshit. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. It's going to get so much worse. Like, I just see it. I see it. I see a revolution. I, I, I see all of these just cards slowly being turned over like you know one by one you know like here you go i'm gonna show you this card you know and i see like the american people finally being like and just like not taking it at all like it's gonna get bad i i just i have that feeling it's it's not gonna I mean, revolution isn't pretty. No. Is it necessary at this point? Yes. Is it going to be pretty? No. No. Not at all. Just especially not when at this point, even just looking at the whole picture of we have the masses who are going to be ourselves divvied up because we've over the last few years, seen exponential growth in white supremacist movements. And on top of it, that's on the discussion for government. So it's like, like how the fuck are those of us who have any goddamn ethics supposed to go up against both a huge chunk of our population and against the fucking government at once. Right. This is a shit show. And it's, downright fucking frightening to really think about because those motherfuckers and those extremist groups are getting more and more volatile. I mean, look at the fucking kid that shot up the grocery store in New York the other day. Dude. He was literally inspired by these White Lives Matter motherfuckers. Most of what was in his manifesto is shit that you'll see like damn near verbatim on these white supremacist groups, social media pages. Yeah, specifically like national socialist groups or, you know, Nazis. Yes. Nazis, See, I, yeah. I don't even, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm not so educated on like the white supremacy thing is because like anytime like I see on Facebook or something like that, like all this racist BS like going on, I immediately just like delete, block, bye-bye. Like I just, I don't feed into it. I don't listen to it. I don't have anything to do with it because like, I just, I, I just wasn't racist. Right. Like, and, and a lot of people 
And it's truly Sorry, disgusting. we lost your audio for a second. I thought you were done. And it says, it's truly yeah. disgusting. I mean, a lot of people do that. For your own peace of mind of like, I don't want to see the fucking trash. So you hit the block button, you know? But when it comes down to it, we actually need more people to be aware of like, look, this is the fuckery that's brewing over here right now that literally is a fucking threat. Right. Straight the fuck up. It's a threat to society. I guess my problem with that kind of stuff on social media is I have a really big fucking mouth. And so when I see that, I immediately want to comment. And I've been in Facebook jail too many times already for talking shit. Back I can understand days. that. I can relate to that. When it, when it comes to racist stuff, like the last time I was in Facebook jail was defending a Uber driver because I'm in an Uber Eats group, okay? And this guy posted um, like a picture or something, like a screenshot of how much he made that night or whatever. And it showed like on the map where he was. He was a black male, a white girl, white lady. She commented underneath it. And she basically flat out, 100% verbatim, called him a roach, said he was a cockroach. He needed to go back to his fucking neighborhood and quit uh, being in her, um, how did she put it, high class, uh, uh, like better white people area and stealing her tips and he needed to go back and crawl with the roaches where he came from in the ghettos. Wow. And so I seen all this under that post and I went slap fuck off. I went off. Like I couldn't hold my tone no more. I couldn't say nothing. I just, I couldn't. So I called her out. I like, I didn't really necessarily call her a bunch of names. But I was sticking up for this gentleman because it was just completely wrong. You know, everything she was saying to him was just completely wrong. Like, okay, just because, like, you're going off of his profile picture. Okay, he's a black male. Like, I get it. But at the same time, like, how do you know he lives in the fucking ghetto? You don't. How do you know he grew up in the ghetto? You don't. And what the, who the fuck are you to be calling somebody a roach, bitch? You live in fucking Florida. How about this? I guarantee you there's roaches up at your kitchen, hoe. Right. Like for fucking real. Like for you to sit here and judge somebody just off their profile picture fucking you ain't nobody. You're just mad because he beat you in money tonight. And and then I told everybody under those comments, like I was like, All right, I said that's cool. I said, because that's only like forty five minutes for me. I said, I'm gonna be up in your area tomorrow. What you gonna tell me? And so me and like four other drivers we went up there to Wesley Chapel, which is where she was talking about, and all four of us met up, and we all purged our fucking area the next day. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, of course, I got put in Facebook jail for 30 days for that. And I was like, okay. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Fucker bird like, can't okay. that shit. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, really? I guess I can. I can't feed into this racist stuff anymore because I just start going off on people because I get mad and yeah. So now it's like, I'm afraid to even like see if, if I see a racist post, I don't even go to the comments anymore because I'm like, I don't want to be in Facebook jail for 30 days. And I know I'm going to say something. 
if I see something that's sideways. I say focus that rage into your organizing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Get a little more creative when it comes to how you type stuff out in there too, so that Facebook's AI doesn't recognize the words you're putting in, whether it be just putting spaces between letters or using symbols that look like those letters. You got to get creative. I've had to learn this the hard way too, from getting so many counts of, you know, imprisonment on Facebook for calling people white trash when they're talking white trash shit. Right here. It's like, but look at this. She didn't get put in Facebook jail. Of course not. Of course not. Fuckerberg's okay with racism against everybody. Unless you call somebody out for being white and racist, then you're the racist. Because how dare you talk shit to a white person? Right. Like, I was, you know, talking shit back to her. But wait a minute, bitch. You just called this dude a fucking roach. You just told him to go back to the fucking ghetto and... All this other shit. You called him literally everything in the book except for the N-word. And Well, yeah, because if she would have used that, then it would have flagged it. Right. right. But you, you didn't get put in Facebook jail, but I did. You dumb hoe. Right. Yeah. That's why I don't... I try not to feed into the racist stuff too much because I just... I can't. Like, I, I, I don't have a filter when it comes to that point, and... Yeah. Yeah. So I have multiple Facebook accounts because I know that at any given time I'm likely to have one of them in jail. Repeat mm -hmm. offender here. You know what? <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really a uh, Elon Musk fan. Don't really care about the dude. But I'll tell you what. I think he needs to buy Facebook so we have freedom of speech back. If he's doing that with Twitter, we need that on Facebook. I mean, he says he is. We'll we'll see how that goes. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I don't really believe anything that Jack right. says. I mean, he's a rich I, fucking white. Can't believe anything that motherfucker right. says. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. And especially when on his own personal account, he perpetually blocks anybody who disagrees with him about any fucking thing. So you know. And he tried to have Twitter How take down the, out the bot that, that, that tracks his private jet. Can't forget about that. Well, see, like I said, I don't really know about it. Like I said, I don't really know the dude. Yep. All I know is Oh, well, I mean, me either. <laughs> what did I just drop? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we tend to troll him here. Even down to our Patreon, like we literally have an Elon Musk tier that says right on there, this is only for Elon, a hundred thousand a month. Um, so Elon, buddy, <laughs> if you're watching, needless to say, he has good with your money than you are. Well, no. damn, no. Well, well, Elon, you are <laughs> okay. I really love the space program. Just gonna tell you that, okay. My grandmother retired from the Kennedy Space Center. She worked over 20 years. I want the space program oh, yeah. to come back. <laughs> and I want to know what's on the dark side of the moon in yeah. your fucking life. Maybe listen to the album, take some illicit chemicals, and find out. <laughs> 
So, Mary, you said that uh, this this rally is in Tennessee, right? <coughs> yes, it's in Goodlettsville, Tennessee. Okay. The reason I'm asking is because the governor of Tennessee, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight. The oh. governor of Tennessee is uh, signed a bill that is threatening felony penalties against unhoused people. Is or no, this, actually, I'm sorry. He allowed it to pass without his signature. Is I, this I bill that I heard about that allows basically any age to marry like an adult? I don't know anything about that. Be this is just literally about camping in your car or, uh, you know, setting up a tent for living accommodation. Okay, explain this to me. That's, that's a new one for me. I didn't hear that one. So it would expand the Public Property Act of 2012, which makes it a Class E felony to camp on all public property, including tarps. Or, I'm sorry, including parks, which includes okay. tents, tarps, and temporary shelters, or sleeping in your car. Don't make me go pitch a tent. Oh, dude, right. And right. so there's hundreds of people that are homeless in the Knoxville area, and over 60% of them are homeless due to high rents. So right. how is this law supposed to help the people of Tennessee? It doesn't. It doesn't. Why the fuck aren't they putting that funding into housing them in, in normal housing? Not, okay, we'll house you, but only in a fucking prison. What the right. fuck? How much are they going to spend to lock these people up? Well, that's what, you know, uh, she was just saying was it costs around $65,000 a year just to house one inmate. I mean, that, that sounds about right. So why right. couldn't that money be used? So why couldn't that taxpayer money be used to actually get them back into a living situation to where they can become a productive member of society that can sustain themselves. Yeah, exactly. Invest but that in goes people. hand in hand. Not paying a little wage. <laughs> like, exactly. It all goes hand in hand and it all boils down to capitalism. Right. I, can I quit? Can I quit it's being sad American? When motherfuckers would... <laughs> I feel thrill. you. I feel you. Like there's <laughs> like we're paying. There's, there's nothing... uh, like I video the other day. I don't know, but this guy he 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 was talking, and I didn't even get to watch the whole video, but he he made a valid point. We're all paying to live on a planet that nobody owns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we yeah. I mean, if, if you like, look... <laughs> like we, we, we became, we were, you know, whatever revolutionary way that you think that we came here. Okay. Regardless, that's how we were born onto this planet. Why the fuck are we paying for it? Nobody owns the motherfucker. Right. Imagine any other animal paying to live. My lick. dog doesn't right. pay. The squirrels don't pay. Right. Why the fuck right. am I going to pay? 
Like just breathing costs money. Because well, yeah, and, it, and if you're poor and you live in, a, in, an air with, in an area with a lot of air pollution, then you're going to pay even more to breathe because you're going right. to require medical treatment because you've been too poor to breathe clean air. Right. I mean, I just, I, was, I watched this video earlier and I'm like, he makes a lot of fucking sense. He makes a lot of sense. Like I can get it in a certain aspect, like a rental. Okay. Someone else built it or somebody else paid for it or whatever. But why the fuck can't I go out to a park or, you know, shit, these, these trees over here, the woods, why can't I go and, and get me a shed or, or some shit like that, like a tiny home and just put it there and not have to pay anybody for it. Like I could just put it fucking there and I could live there. I could get me some solar or, you know, whatever, I live however the fuck I want to and not have to pay for that property. Why? Well, because capitalists whittled away at the homesteading laws that used to exist. Yeah, I, I mean, basically what you just described used to be legal. That's how we settled yeah. the West. Right. Right. Like, why? Take a plot I, of land. Right. <laughs> Build yourself a home. Right. If I lick it, it's mine. <laughs> Damn. I mean... <laughs> You know, I mean, he just made a lot of sense. Like, we're on this planet, and we're all paying out all this fucking money for all this fucking shit, but nobody owns the planet. So why the fuck are we paying out all this money to live here? Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the, the world is trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. To who? Right. Right? Right? <laughs> Did the aliens come and say they want planet Earth now? <laughs> like... I mean, let's be honest here. I I just don't get it. I, I, dude, I don't know. This is just fucking batshit crazy. Sometimes I drive myself crazy with some of the thoughts that I have about just life in general. And it's just, it's really stupid. And I feel really sad that this is the world that my kids are growing up in. Really sad. Like, they deserve more. They deserve better than this. That's this a big part of why I'm 31 and don't have kids. <laughs> I'm 40 and don't have kids. Never will. <laughs> well, I'm 33 and I have three. Yeah. But, I mean, this is why I moved on to my sailboat and lived in my boat for two years. Is because I was just tired. I was tired of the rat race. I was tired of the nine to five. I was tired of schedules and someone telling me I was going to go to work. And having all these bills to pay and everything like that. Like I lived on my boat and it, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life and my kids loved it. And I think honestly, I was a lot happier then. I mean, yeah, I had to pay docking fees when I came to the dock and you know, all that stuff, but I wasn't grounded anywhere. I wasn't stuck. I wasn't stuck in a job. I wasn't, nobody was going to talk a fuck to do. You know, I could easily go leave from the dock and fucking just drop my anchor anywhere I fucking wanted to. And boom, here I am for the night. I ain't got to pay nobody. Yep. That's actually something I've wanted to do that for a long time. I've lived in motorhomes for the most part for the last 10 years, just traveling around because of the same reason. You know, like if I want to be like right now, I'm at a campground. If I want to be at a campground and pay some rent to have utilities and shit, cool. If not, I do have the means to dry camp and still have my utilities running and whatnot. Um, right. But I have liberation that I'd never had when renting or even trying to buy a house. 
Right. Only ever got fucked in those situations. Right. I completely commend what you do because I lived in an RV for, I think it was roughly six months after I got rid of my boat because I was trying to come back to, you know, civilization as I called it. So we sold our boat and all that stuff and we actually got a motorhome and then we traveled a little bit in our motorhome and then we finally found a house to settle into. And so we sold the motorhome and settled into a house. But I cannot say how much I regret that motherfucking decision at this point. When, when you're tied down to a house specifically, then you're stuck with all the bullshit that comes with it, you know? Somebody can yank that fucker away from you if you don't have enough money coming in to pay them to justify your fucking existence there. Right. You know, whereas if you own your sailboat or your motor outright, nobody can fucking take that from you. Nope. Hmm. Nope. Not at all. I miss my boat. I bet. I did peep your YouTube page and saw some of your sailing videos and it made me really oh. miss sailing. <laughs> it's been I, a while. <laughs> I, every time I look and I see those old videos, I'm just like, oh my God, like, I miss that. I miss the feeling of just being free. Freedom. Like, people don't realize how good that feels. Like, yeah. it's a totally different feeling. And I'm sure you feel it now being in the RV and it's a totally different feeling because you have that choice. Yeah. I have to pay that fucking campground fee. It's, I don't feel like paying it. There's right. a Lowe's right down the street. But I could park for free. You know, I mean, and that was some of the freedoms that we loved when we were in the RV too, was that it was like, we weren't, you know, nobody was going to, right. you know, kick us out. I mean, yeah, you can kick me out of the RV park, but guess what? You know, I can park any fucking where with you. So you ain't taking the roof over my head. Right. And guess what? I right. filled my water tanks and my batteries are charged. Thank you. Right. <laughs> That's, I think like uh, down here in Aris, a lot of areas where you can just dry camp for free, um, you know, public lands and stuff. And I mean, before it got so hot that I needed to run the AC around the fucking clock like I do right now, I could go out there and dry camp in those areas and just only need to run the AC for a few hours a day and just run the Jenny. At this point, having to run it around the clock, it's actually cheaper to rent a campsite than to pay for all that fucking gas. Right. But, you know, there's options. There's right. options. It's one of those right. things that, at least, you know, if I'm on the road traveling a long distance, I can stop and camp just about any fucking where kick the Jenny on, do what I need to do, fucking, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's a matter of home is wherever the fuck I park it. And I like that. Yep. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I miss my RV and sailboat life. I really fucking do. I really do. Really. Right. Especially, but now it's like if I were to get an RV or I were to get a sailboat because my husband and I have talked about it over this past year and we've talked about um, getting another RV and, you know, doing the RV thing. Um, like if it was just me, him and my youngest, I mean, my youngest, you know, he has autism, so he'll probably be with us for a really long time, um, even into his, you know, well into his adult years, which we're fine with. Um, but to try to have it with me, him, my son and 
my two other teenagers, that would just be hell. It would just be hell. Like, it was okay when they were younger. They thought it was, like, so cool and it was fun and, you know, all this stuff. But now they're teenagers? Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Not now. They would not like that at all. Hi. Um, but I mean, my youngest son, he really wouldn't have a problem with it. So now we're just like, well, I guess we're kind of stuck until our other two kind of move on or move out of the house or, you know, decide what the hell they're going to do before we can actually say, okay, we can officially go and buy an RV and do what we want to do. Because I mean, when I bought my sailboat, that's exactly what we did. We were done with life and society and done with people dictating exactly what the fuck we're going to do and what we have to do and we're just like screw it like we sold everything we owned we sold everything Mm -hmm. we owned got rid of the house the car uh i downsized everybody's stuff into basically a trash bag everybody got a trash bag that's how much you were allowed to take yeah so whatever you can take has to fit in this trash bag and my kids did it i did it my husband did it and that's what we did when we moved on to our sailboat. We bought our sailboat and took a trash bag each. And that was it. Got rid of everything else. Right. Got to live even... as fuck or you're not going to have room to move. Um. Right. <laughs> we didn't even have a microwave for two years. I didn't have a microwave. I didn't even, like, at first I thought it was going to be the end of, end of the world. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have a microwave. But then after living on the boat for two years, when I came back to land... And my husband's over here like, we need to get a microwave. I said, no, what the fuck we don't? What the fuck we need a microwave for? Right. He's like, well, you know, to heat up like frozen meals. And so I said, we have not eaten frozen meals in two fucking years. <laughs> like, what makes you think we're going to start now? Right. And so we talked about it for like a good year once we got back on land. And then one day I came home and there's a fucking microwave. And I'm like, really? And so now, you know, whenever we're working late or, you know, something like that, we have fend for yourself nights. And so, yes, we do have some frozen meals that go into the microwave. And then now I use it to warm up my coffee. But I could damn sure live without a microwave. Right. I didn't use a microwave for years. I have used it more than I would care to lately. Just because it's fucking easier than heating up this whole goddamn RV using the stove. (laughs) okay i got a necessity i got it funny for you your uh stove in the rv it's gas right yep like you have propane or whatever propane yeah okay we were so broke at one point that we couldn't afford to refill our propane rv do you want to know what we used huh we went to walmart and we bought the can heats oh nice we bought the can and we would literally put them in the burners. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, and it I works. Use, and I would use them burgers to cook with. Hell yeah. Gets the job done. <laughs> Shit. Hey, you learn, you mm-hmm. learn a lot when you're in that, you're in that life and you, you know, you've got to come up with ways. Yep. Like you just learn all kinds of shit. It's like, Oh, well, okay. Yep. Like growing That's up, right. growing up, Florida. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I've got an electric hot plate and electric fry pan just in case. Cause you never fucking know. No, you don't. Yeah. You really don't. But what were you going to say? Uh, like growing up here in Florida, like, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, I grew up here and we had all kinds of hurricanes that come through and 
I remember being without uh, electricity at one point for like three weeks down here in Florida in the summer. It was fucking sucky oh, as hell. And us as teenagers, like, we just kind of got together and realized that we could build a stove outside. And all of our parents were like getting together, you know, talking about how, you know, all this meat's going to spoil and da da da. I mean, we had steaks and burgers and like all this good meat shit. And, you know, our parents were just like, oh, well, we have no way to cook it. We have no electricity, you know, and da da da. da. So what we did was we took, like, we found bricks and shit just like, you know, laying around or whatever. And we built an outside grill and took the oven racks out of the oven and put yeah. them over it. <laughs> and we started grilling up like all this fucking food just with a fire that we built underneath it. I mean, when you're in certain situations like that, you learn to improvise. And I think that that is really cool and really awesome. But I mean, I think society these days, like my husband didn't even know about that. And he's in his 40s. Like when we had our last hurricane, we were without electricity for almost... I think it was like two, three weeks up in Georgia. It was a couple of years ago. <coughs> and I was telling him about it. I'm like, I'm about to build, you know, a grill outside. And he's like, you're going to do what? And I was like, I'm going to build a grill outside. I was like, get me some bricks. Find me some bricks or something that I can put this grate on. And I'm holding this oven rack. And he's looking at me like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. We about to eat good tonight. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> right. Making a fire pit grill, god damn it. <laughs> and he's over here looking at me because really, like, he's never really seen me have to do anything like that, you know? And he's just over here looking at me like, damn, I didn't even know you had that kind of, like, redneck ingenuity. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, when you grow up in Florida and you got to do this shit when you're a teenager, you remember it. And, hey, right. you worry. <laughs> Life skills, survival skills, straight hey. up. Hey, not very many women have that these days. They're too stuck on technology. Oh my God, my fucking phone is off. Or I don't know how to cook using this appliance if I can't use my phone to tell it what to do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I might look like a girly girl. Yeah, I got me some nails. And yeah, I like to dress cute and all that stuff. But boy, I tell you what. I could survive if I had to. Yeah, I, I got no problem breaking my nails. skills are going to be really important. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately. The world's a fucking shit show. Sad to say. And... Oh, ow. Sorry, don't mind uh, me. Let's see. Over the so, all this. If y'all had a... Just yelling at me. Go ahead, what? If you guys had a choice of a country to move to and get out of America for free, what country would you get to? Probably Cuba. Nice weather. They're socialists. Wouldn't have to worry about access to health care and, you know, education, all of those things, let alone housing. Wouldn't be on a fucking list for being socialist. <laughs> Other than maybe like the roles of the Communist Party itself. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, honestly. Like, 
I don't know that I really want to be anchored to one specific country, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I really want to travel. I love traveling but, too. So. I mean, on the other hand, as far as like a home base, I, I don't necessarily know that I could just leave. I feel like I was, I was raised here and I want to see it be better. Maybe not the United States of America being better, but the people that occupy the land deserve a hell of a lot more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing. The, the government here is shit. The system here is shit. But we outnumber them by far. We should be able to fix this shit show. So we're a little over two hours now. Um, obviously, we're not going to be able to go through everything um, that we were originally going to. But I do want to kind of dial in, since we already touched on it anyway. Um, the police re uh, released a sketch of a person of interest in the killing of a couple in Concord, New Hampshire. Um Yeah, and the description even down to his clothes fits what the boys in NSC-131, the neo-Nazi group, wear. The, and this murder happened in an area where they train in New Hampshire. Right. They train in the woods where this couple went for a walk. And um, it's a mixed-race couple, um, a white husband and a black wife. And they went for a walk from their apartment complex into the woods and probably went off trail and stumbled upon some of these fucking neo-Nazis training. They were found shot repeatedly. Um, their bodies were found, I think, three days later. And uh, The night of April 21st, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking heartbreaking. And this is the fourth murder of a person of color that I'm aware of just in the last year in that area. There's others that have disappeared that their bodies just haven't been fucking found. Um, these neo-Nazi groups are growing in huge number. And especially in that area of like New Hampshire, Vermont, etc. I mean, it's like 98% white there. And while there's a lot of liberals there, they turn a blind eye. Like, la la la, we don't talk about that here. Um, and... Pretty much I mean, especially people. Vermont, they always try to paint themselves as this like liberal paradise. Only if you're white. Yeah. Only if you're white, straight the fuck up. If you have any level of pigment, don't fucking go there. It's not safe. It's straight up not safe. They have KKK churches that are proudly outwardly fucking KKK. <laughs> like, uh, it's insanity. It's fucking insanity. And when that article hit with that drawing of the suspects and the description of what he was wearing, I went, oh, fuck, blue shirt, khaki pants. That's NSC-131. Straight up. All the fucking way. And this group has Fed connections. They have federal agents that they feed info to, and so they're getting protected. Some of these fuckers were even involved in the January 6th attempted coup. 
And while they've been identified, they haven't been fucking arrested. Why? Because they're working with the feds. So they're getting away with this shit. The only fucking reason that this one is even probably being pursued is because it was brought to the attention of the state's attorney general. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I do have the news video from uh, NBC 10 out of Boston. Uh, There we go. Take a good look at this picture on your screen. Police releasing a sketch of a person of interest wanted in connection to the crime. Stephen and Wendy Reed were found dead off a Concord, New Hampshire walking trail just last month. Their deaths remain a mystery. Police also hoping an increase in reward money leads to more answers. NBC10's Brian Burnell brings us up to speed on the investigation in New Hampshire. Investigators in Concord, New Hampshire, want to speak to this man in connection with the murders of Stephen and Wendy Reed last month. I will stress that he is a person of interest. Uh, That is, he is someone that investigators believe may have information about these crimes as either a witness or a suspect. The Reeds were shot several times. Their bodies found off the Marsh Loop Trail in the Broken Ground Trail system where they walked frequently. This person was seen in the vicinity uh, of, of the homicides on April 18th, 2022. The day they went missing. Correct. The man is described as being in his late 20s or early 30s, approximately 5 foot 10, medium build, short brown hair, clean shaven, wearing a dark blue jacket, maybe with a hood, khaki pants, and carrying a black backpack. Police have received more than 170 tips in this case. And chief tells me that today they've already, um, based on the stories that, that you all have run, gotten dozens more tips today. Officials are being careful how much information they release. At this stage, it's important that there's information that's only known to investigators and to the killer. Police chief Bradley Osgood says he's confident the trails are safe in part due to increased patrols. They've been patrolling the parks and uh, trailheads. Um, we're starting to get more um, bicycle patrols, more more use of the uh, the four wheelers into the uh, the trail system. In addition to releasing the sketch, officials also announced that the reward for information in this case has gone up from five thousand dollars to more than thirty three thousand. In Concord, New Hampshire, Brian Burnell, NBC Ten, Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that shit like this is happening, and like Trisha said, that's like the fourth person of color to be, to go missing in that area of New Hampshire in, like, three months. Um, uh, not just go missing, the ones whose bodies were found. One woman washed up, and they claimed that she had drowned, um... When she washed up on shore, I highly fucking doubt that, just given the other circumstances that went around her disappearance. Um, It's been case after case after case. And that's just the ones whose bodies they found. It's really not fucking safe to go up there if you're um, BIPOC at all. It's not. These motherfuckers, I mean, they treat anybody who's not from... Vermont or from New Hampshire, like you're a fucking outsider and not worth a fuck. But if you're an outsider, plus you have pigment, they look for a 
a like way to kill you without getting caught. Right, like you basically become a target. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because they want to keep Vermont and New Hampshire as white as fucking possible. It's sick. It's fucking sick. This is crazy. Yeah, it really is crazy. And then I, I obviously wanted to tie that into the Buffalo um, shooting. Why am I hearing myself? Oh, I see why. Huh. When I opened up Facebook, the video was playing. That's funny. Oh, okay. I'm like, why do I hear myself? No. Um, so I wanted to tie this into the Buffalo shooting, right? Because there was uh, a racist conspiracy theory called the Great Replacement Theory. Um, I think it has another name too. But the 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 Buffalo gunman drove over three hours from where he lived to inflict harm on black people trying to get their groceries. Right. And didn't they say that he scoped that location out a couple times before yeah. he doing what he did? So, like... Yeah, he knew exactly what demographic he was targeting in that fucking grocery store. Right, right. And, and uh, so the, his manifesto explicitly stated that the intention of the attack was, quote, to show the replacers that as long as the white man lives, our land will never be theirs and they will never be safe from us. But, like, white men did not discover this land. Right. You can't discover a place where millions of people already live. For fuck's sake. Right. right. Colonizer. Um, there, was a, there was already over 900 individual nations on the continent now known as North yeah. America before white people ever showed up. Right. 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 And part of his rant was going off about things like how the white birth rate has dropped. And it's like, uh, they're, they're trying to pretend like this is an act of genocide, that white birth rates have dropped. And it's like, no, genocide is when you kill people who are already here or force sterilization on a specific group of people. That's That doesn't apply when it's people choosing to not have kids because the world's a shit show and most of them can't fathom raising kids in this environment or can't afford to have them in the first place. So people are choosing to not have kids. Right. Um, like this kid got completely fucking brainwashed from following these white lives matter groups that are, um, basically, you know, being run by neo-Nazi groups like NSC 131 and the others they've locked arms with like the base, etc. There's a whole bunch of them and they're all congregating under white lives matter, um, on social media and stuff like that. Like, uh, about a year ago, there was maybe 60 of these guys in this one group of NSC 131, and they were all in like New Hampshire, Vermont area. Now there's thousands across the fucking country because 
they're managing to get people's attention using social media and putting this bullshit out there of replacement theory. And it's like, oh, are you fucking scared because you have a little bit less of a majority over every other population? Like, whites are nowhere near being a fucking minority. Um, <laughs> they're just getting fucking insecure because they, they think that if they lose this massive majority of the population, that, or in the population, I guess I should say, then, you know, what, they're not going to have the power to fucking domineer others? And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with your racist ass? <laughs> it also makes you want to question, like, that kid's parents and, like, their parenting styles. And I, and I hate to put it on that or even mention that, but... But these behaviors and these ideas are learned. They're taught. They're not. I, I mean, it's you ever like, see a racist child? I'm just saying. No, it's not like that. He just woke up one day on day <coughs> and was like, "Oh, I hate black people, or I hate Asian people, or I hate anybody that's not white." I mean, he didn't just wake up one day and decide that. Like. It's taught, just like you said, like it's not, you know, when they're kids and they're in elementary school, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they could probably develop behaviors from, you know, maybe bullying or, you know, something like that. But at the same time, when something like that's going on, the majority of the time, the parents know about it. I mean, I know anytime my kids were bullied or had a problem with someone in school, I mean, I was immediately notified by my kids and I went up to that school to raise fucking hell. You know, because I don't teach my kids to be bullies, but I'm also not going to tolerate them being bullied either. You right. know, and if right. he's a bully, I have no problem whooping his ass right on that bus because I have done it before when I found out he was bullying somebody else. I will not tolerate it. I don't care if they're white, they're black, they're Asian, whatever. I don't care if they're bigger than you, smaller than you. You are not going to bully anybody else because you are not better than anybody else. So let me remind you where you are. <laughs> like, right. and. So to hear of, I mean, I think he was 18 years old, the one who shot up that grocery store, like it makes you really think and wonder what was going on in that child's home growing up to make him feel the way that he feels about these other race, races. Because it wasn't just something he woke up and thought about one day. Well, in his manifesto, he said that he wasn't raised to be racist, that he only became racist over the last couple of years because when COVID started, he had a lot of boredom time to play around on Reddit and shit like that. And that he's now racist because he discovered white re or yeah, the white replacement theory and all of that other shit. And he was like, oh, well, now that I'm looking at all these statistics as far as, you know, the white birth rate dropping and blah, 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 as if that isn't somebody's personal choice to like be on birth control to prevent pregnancy. Um, he said that because he started seeing all these statistics and um, reading about the replacement theory, that that's what turned him racist. So it's mind fuck from social media. You know, I, I don't know anything about his parents to be able to say whether there was anything contributing to it there or not. Um, I just, have read most of his manifesto. And that was one of the things that he pointed out, you know, um, and it's, it's really fucking frightening when you think about the kind of impact that these white supremacist groups are actually fucking having and mind fucking people with disinformation. 
making them think, oh, well, you know, this is why this is how it is. So we need you to go out and start killing people for this. What? What? And then, you know, like it, when it comes to the shit they kick out publicly, they try to say, oh, well, we're nonviolent. But then they're encouraging people in their own private groups to use violence. Right. It's all fucked. It's all fucked. This, this is the impact that they're actually fucking having of, of getting large numbers of people to join up with them because they actually fucking think that the white race is endangered. Exactly. Exactly. That, that look on your face said it all. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't help it. That was like a natural reaction. It was perfection. It, it really sounded like, really? <laughs> really, fucker? Really? Like, there's it's just emotional. certain that when they're said, I just, that's why I really kind of enjoyed the whole mask wearing thing. Because I could somewhat hide my expression sometimes. Right. Especially if you're wearing sunglasses, too, then they don't even know if you're looking at them motherfuckily. Right. I have a really bad resting bitch face. Oh, I do, too. And I and I have a and I have a really bad um, like reaction like you just saw. So when I hear a load of bullshit and something that's just absolutely ridiculous, and sometimes I can't control it. I can control the filter in my mouth sometimes, but my facial reactions, I have not figured that out yet. Right. And I think that's one reason why I can never be a police officer or a cop or anything like that because like as soon as i start hearing this rambling out of people's mouth like that that's the reaction they get and i'm just like 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 yeah like read my face you're fucking insane right now <laughs> right right like uh, i can't uh, like i have no word like seriously <laughs> that is the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my fucking life oh my god yeah. and the thing will actually believe this shit yeah yeah, and it's like, how stupid are you to actually fucking buy into that? Like, how malleable is your fucking smooth-ass brain, motherfucker? Like, that's like, okay, that would be like someone selling a unicorn on eBay. Taking a picture of a horse and making it look legit like a motherfucking unicorn. And selling it for ten grand to some dumb motherfucker who swears to God. Oh my God, I'm buying a fucking unicorn. Like, I'm so excited. I'm going to go pick it up this weekend. And they're just telling you about it. And you're just like, like that's Photoshop. Like, you just spent $1,000 on nothing. Like, right. Probably a horse with like something on its head. You probably aren't even going to go. You're probably going to go to some crazy address and there's nothing there. But I, but like some old person, but no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Like, <laughs> are you that stupid? But if you tell them that, they're looking at you like you're the stupid one. Right. Because you can't believe that they just bought a fucking unicorn. And you're just right. like, okay. Okay. I'm wrong. I'm dumb. Like that's right. what this whole conversation about what these people believe in, like really legit makes me feel like, like I just want to sit here and like that dumbfounded look like, huh? Like, are you really that dumb? Are you really that stupid? Really? Are. really like, are. You're lost your entire fucking life 
over a fucking fake ass unicorn. Like, Pretty and much. I tell my daughter, like, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's the That's internet. Brian just nailed it here, though, because the thing is, they're appealing to white working class people. A lot of them like, OK, NSC 131, that stands for Nationalist Social Club. They they literally want socialism, but only for white people. They want everybody else who's not white, not of European descent specifically, to basically be eradicated, removed from the country or fucking enslaved. They want socialism, though, for whites only. They're the weirdest fucking group of Nazis ever. But shit like that is how they are appealing to white working class people. That's why their numbers are snowballing. And it, it's ridiculous because they're they're appealing to their poverty. Because the funny thing is, is like, <laughs> I, I mean, the funny thing is, though, is that they are not really far left. They much like the Nazis weren't no. actually socialists. Right. I think no. that we all fucking know that at this point. Right. right. No, they, they just wanted that shit for white people and fuck everybody exactly. else. Exactly. I mean, it was more close to Mussolini's fascism than it was to, you know, socialism or even even more like social democratic countries like, you know, the Nordic countries and stuff. Right. We still only have their shit. Uh, because it's supported and upheld by exploiting the fuck out of the global south. That's how they can afford to do that there. Right. My dog just totally stepped on it. You want to say hi? Oh, are you going to be shouting? Oh, pretty doggy. <laughs> Two of them. Mother and daughter. Hi, baby. Yes, you sweet baby. And how much you want to bet? Like, let's check some of the ancestry and the DNA and things like that of some of these white supremacists. How much right. you America's a lot of them probably aren't, you know, as white as they think they are. None right. of them would pass their own are you pure Aryan ter- tests, you know? None of them. Right. Not a fucking one of them. <laughs> right. I mean, guess what? My skin color looks white, right? Guess what? You're part I'm indigenous, Roman- aren't you? I'm Romanian. You bone structure. Romanian. I'm Romanian. Yeah. I can oh, tell by oh, your bone I, structure. I've got, got a better one for you. I've got a better one for you. Hold on. You see him right there? Mm-hmm. What, what 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 color what color does he look like to you? Well, he looks white. Like. <laughs> uh, bet you wouldn't believe me if I told you his daddy is as black as this box. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, yeah. I could I could believe it actually. <laughs> phenotype and genotype don't always, you know. His mother is up. white ghost. She is German. And he was a military brat. <coughs> and his dad is blacker than black. He talks like a white man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like a, both of my parents actually look white presenting too. I look white presenting. My mother is half Celtic and half ethnic Jewish. My father is 
Celtic, Indigenous, and Black. He looks like he's dark white. <laughs> but, you know, you can see it in our bone structure, though, that we are clearly not fucking Aryan at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. No. Oh, here you go. I got one for you. Well, no, he's kind of brown. Uh, my youngest. I got a picture of him because he's in bed. But him right there. Yep. He's classified as a white kid. Hmm. He's actually Native American. Right. Like, if I showed you a picture of his dad, you would say that he looks identical to his dad. Um, and his dad is Chippewa Indian. Mm -hmm. And he actually has a Chippewa card and everything. Yep. But my other nice. two, my other two, born from the same man, all from my same marriage. They are whiter than white. <laughs> they don't even look like his kids. They look like my current husband's kids. But my Mason, my youngest, looks just like his fucking dad. And in the summertime, he is brown. Brown, brown. I've had people stop me in the store and just tell me, they're like in Georgia, um, like I've had people stop me and tell me they're like, he is so beautiful. Like his skin color is just gorgeous. Like he's so exotic. What is he? And I'm like, you know, he's Chippewa Indian. Like he, he's Native American. And they're like, really? Like he's just got the perfect skin. It's just like a golden brown. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And I wish I had that fucking skin color whenever I want to freaking tan. No, I don't tan. I burn. This kid over here spends half the day outside and beautifully brown. Right. It's one reason why I'm thankful that, yeah. that you know my my Celtic genes of just turn into a fried piece of bacon in the sun or counteract by all the others just get a tan and don't just turn to a crisp. Some of my relatives, poor things, they 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 crisp up <laughs> like no other. But you know. Is what it is. See, I fry. I literally a fucking lobster, and I tan really pretty. And then other times, it's just like, nah, bitch, you're just gonna peel, and you're gonna be white as fuck as soon as that skin is done peeling off your ass. Right. That really sucks. <laughs> Best thing to do if you sunburn, put shea butter or butter on. It'll help hydrate your skin and heal it up, and you might be able to keep a little bit of a tan instead of just peeling. <laughs> I might have to try that. Yep. Gotta nourish your skin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, we're just riding around in electrified meat suits. Sunburn dries you out. <laughs> Make, makes the skin suit. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I feel like we should probably start trying to wrap this up. We're at like two and a half hours now. Um <laughs> And I don't know about you, but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I kind of been too. And and I, I don't even have cooties. <laughs> COVID having ass over there has got to be whipped. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've slept more this week than I probably have in like the last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm actually feeling pretty good today, though. I haven't even taken any DayQuil or anything today. And I, as you as you hear, I'm not like hacking my lungs out. So that's a plus. <laughs> I hope you feel better though. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just worried about the time off of work, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. I'll definitely stress you out for sure. Yeah. Especially Another when we're, like, trying to get ready to move. Right. Like, just another abusive facet of capitalism that you can't afford to be sick. What the yeah. fuck? Right? Yeah. <coughs> anyway, um, do you have anything that you want to plug before uh, we wrap this up? Like any Facebook pages, your social media... Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, like when we post it to the website, I'm just going to copy and paste all the links from last time. But oh yeah, I mean, it's you know our movement is you know the hashtag for the ticket movement, and you, know, you can follow um, you can follow me on TikTok at Always Miss Gundel. Um, our Facebook page, we have two groups, one private, one public. It's the hashtag put in a ticket movement, um, which I'm sure you guys hearing <coughs> everybody. Um, honestly, all you got to do is search that hashtag on Google and you'll pull up all kinds of stuff as far as, you know, what our movement is doing and all that great stuff. Um, hopefully you guys get a chance to read the, uh, article in the progressive because it turned out really, really good. It, it really, I was really happy with, uh, how they talked about our movement, they talked about our upcoming event and all of that great stuff. Like they did a really good job for us um, talking about um, our organizing effort. I mean, I'm just glad that you've, uh, you've actually been getting, you know, noticed, like, right. you know, like you actually have reporters talking to you and. Right. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's really been insane. Like I, I'm in constant. I'm on texting base now with like several different reporters, including Michael, published our story. I'm always sharing information, texting him back and forth, and you know, he'll text me and he's like, "Oh, I just saw this new article." Like when the Progressive came out, and he was like, "I'm so excited for you," and you know stuff like that. And it's it's really awesome. Like I said, with the insider. Uh, the, per the more perfect like, I'm on texting base with all of these people at this point. We just we text almost all day, sharing updates and things like that that are going on, and it's it's actually really really nice to feel like finally, you know, not just my voice is heard, but other people's voices are being heard, and you know they're actually starting to feel like they're important and they mean something. And I honestly I think that that's what these employees need. I mean, it doesn't take much to make an employee employee happy with a company. It really doesn't. And I think that's what these are really lacking. And if they just did that, I think a lot of this would be right. Yeah. I love seeing the momentum build. Keep that shit up. I fucking love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, um, I don't really think I have anything else. Um, obviously, the usual promotion stuff. 
uh, visit our website for wearemany.org. If you like what we're doing, you can support us uh, by subscribing to our Patreon. We actually just started a loyalty program. So, you know, like at three, six, nine, and 12 months, you'll get a gift uh, if you subscribe at any of the tiers, $5 or over. Um, I forget exactly what the gifts are. I know there's a sticker, a coffee mug, a t-shirt, and... No socks, right? No socks. No socks. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, definitely no socks. Um, and, uh, you know, you can join us on Fridays at 8 o'clock Eastern for uh, the current event stream, which obviously we're here. Um, and then, well, we got kind of behind on recording. Um, you know, I, I took a week off for Emily's graduation and then I've had COVID. Today's really the first day that I've felt like, hey, I can do shit. <laughs> you know, so, and I was um, sick as fuck the week before Emily's graduation. So yeah yeah and i mean it's everybody's been busy too it's it's not even just us the behind the scenes people have all been crazy busy too right um yeah so hopefully we'll we'll get back in the swing of things now that you know we're all feeling better and uh settled in um tomorrow night we're gonna be having our first movie watch party since like December. And ironically enough, we're going to be watching the same movie because a couple of our patrons missed it. Um, so, I mean, and you know, several of the ones that were there were like, yeah, we could watch that again. Cool. So, um, yeah, we're going to be watching Judas and the black Messiah. Obviously we won't be airing that on Facebook because we'll get flagged for copyright shit. So what we do for that is we set up a, a Zoom meeting and then we invite all of our Patreon subscribers or even a lot of the regulars. Like, I mean, James isn't a patron, but we still invite him because he's always here. Right. <laughs> um, he's a diehard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, Natalie's a diehard, too. She's been a patron since yeah. almost day one. That Absolutely. $5 a month adds up when it's like a year and a half in. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Hell, Natalie's been on staff since almost day one, too. She was one of the first to join the Flam crew. Yeah. That's A lot right. of times when you see the For We Are Many comments, those are her. Yes. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this up and eat dinner. Yeah. Natalie asks, what time? Are we doing that at the usual 8 p.m. Eastern? for the movie watch along tomorrow? I mean, that is fine by me. Um, okay. If that works for everybody else, it should be. Either way, um, if you want to be involved in that, just message the page and we'll shoot you the link. Great. You too, Mary, if you want to join us for that. I just might. Hell yeah. Will do. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, Judas and the Black Messiah is the story of Chairman Fred Hampton of the Chicago Black Panther Party. Well, really, it's the story of his being set up and murdered by the Betrayed. Chicago Police Department and the FBI. Yep. But, yeah. I don't think I've seen that. It's, it's really pretty good. There's 
there's a few things that they kind of like bent the story on a little bit to make the movie flow better. I kind of feel like they kind of like framed the the rat in a too positive of a light, but I mean, I learned a lot from it. Right. And who knows? Um, I mean, they, they did have the input from his family, including Fred Jr., you know, um, as far as guidance on making the film. So I, I don't know as far as their own personal experiences with him. Maybe they were actually wanting to give him some benefit of the doubt because, like, at least it gives the impression that he didn't like doing what he was doing. And, you know, if he had the option to back out of working with the feds, he very well might have. But they sure as fuck weren't going to let him at that point. You know, they they had him in a fucking corner. So it is it's a fuck situation. He was being manipulated completely. I still personally find him to be a douche for what he did. Got no respect for rats. But it does also show a lot of the good work that the Panthers were doing in Chicago yes. at the time. Right. And uh, that's, well, I mean, basically they kind of line it up, you know, why he was assassinated. Because he was bringing together, you know, not just like revolutionary black men, but also black women and white men. And uh, the young lords were Puerto Rican. I mean, there's... Right. He was you know. <laughs> across all racial lines. He saw the intersectionality for what it was and was like, look, we are all in the same class economically and being fucking exploited and abused by this fucking system. And it's going to take all of us working together to fight it. And that fucking unity is what the system itself and the Fed really saw as being a huge threat. Yep. That movie is very fitting yep yep it'll bring you to tears but it's yeah it's such an exceptional film i recommend everybody take the time to watch it it's enlightening yeah it's very inspiring but it's also gonna piss you right the fuck off yep <laughs> it's gonna make you but. want to punch everybody from hoover on down <laughs> from hoover on down yes <laughs> oh god all right well um if nobody else has anything else, I guess I'll I'll roll the tunes. Right on. Good night, Mary. Thank you for joining us again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.